Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Spilling Guts Podcast. You are listening to a hungry, hungry hippo, Luke Bradley. <laughs> and you are listening to the girl that gets busy with the fizzy, Jack Carolyn, baby. Oh, look Here's who's... Um, Hi, Scott. Look who's joining. And we are also here with the shadow that she is, Miss Scott. Oh, she's gone now. She's a... You sat right there, but um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, really nice to um see your stupid face once again. I it's know. been it's been a while. We've been we've been away for some it. time. You've been off uh, gallivanting on uh shoots for um, what was it again? What was the company for? Like um, regatta, yeah, after shoots. Regatta, for- regatta, not much, eh, regatta. But um, it's the sort of company that uh, only like depending on your accent. So it would be like regatta or you know regatta. <laughs> but I'm like regatta. 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 We've been very, very busy girls and a very, very busy world. But you know, we can always make time out of our very busy schedules to slag each other off for an hour <laughs> straight. And I love it. Well, we've had quite the week. I mean, you know, Friday has been probably one of the best days we've had for a while because mm. the trailer for Halloween Kills dropped and, you know, my mouth dropped with it. <laughs> and your pants also dropped with it, too, bitch. It was um, Christmas Day came early. It really, really came early. She sure did. I was told about it because I was woken up by my brother, John, at about half seven in the morning or seven which was early for me to be awake anyway at that time and I was like answer going what 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 and he was like don't worry nothing bad's happened just the trailer for Halloween Kills has been released and I swear it was like someone just gave me eight lines of coke I <laughs> rose from the bed and was like on it straight away I had it felt like I had just taken an ice cold shower I was like my blood was pumping after watching that trailer. It was like a gym workout, even watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was breaking sweat watching. I was like, this is amazing. Did you feel like, um, you know, on eight miles, it's like palms are sweaty, but we need the spaghetti. And I think like everyone started been talking about it. We even done the Instagram post on it that it is very spoilery. I mean, there's a lot that we probably had questions about Halloween Kills yeah. um, that I think a lot of them were answered in that trailer, sort of what he's doing and how he was surviving the house. And I just don't know if I feel like they should give all that away, you know? Well, do you know what? I, the way I saw it as, I kind of feel like like they gave, like personally, I feel like they gave us enough. I feel like when we watch it, in October, there'll be so much more that we'll be like, oh, like there'll be a lot more to like get into it. I do feel like they've given given us enough to like tantalize us because they've been we, we they gave us that like like BTS uh, little teaser video, you know, way back when, and that got everyone like riled up and everyone and the fans have been crying out like release, release, release that trailer, and now they have. And <laughs> everyone's like. And everyone's like, oh, well, it's like, this is, you know, too much again. It's like, well, I don't think there is too much because we don't, okay, yeah, yeah, we see that, like, um, Michael escaped, but we don't actually see how how we got from underneath, how we got out of that basement. Like, I'd like we still don't know that yet. We know he did, and we know he fucked up a bunch of firemen, but we don't know how that actually no, transpires. It's, it's, shuji, it's Shuji in the trailer. 
because the guy, the fireman, falls through. The yeah, 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 yeah. And then he obviously puts his hand down, and Michael grabs it. So he obviously pulls Michael up out of it. And then there was a shot because I think I've watched like five, mm-hmm. five to ten times already. And I have myself to blame because there's there's shit that I have noticed rewatching it, um, and stopping it and starting it and spoiling myself more. I'm I'm gluten for punishment, you know. I just I can't help it. And he basically looks like that he keeps himself under there because the shutter which Jamie had all you know Laurie had all of her guns in. Yeah. When she pulls that shirt up, he's just gone in there and pulled the shutter down and it's protected him because there's a shot where he pulls the shutter up and I'm like, smart bitch. Right, right. Yeah. Being in a mental institute all that time and probably no books on how to survive a house fire and Mustang done had in the metal cupboard. Good for her. You know, she deserves the love. Yeah, and do you know what? I um I really like the aspect or idea. I hope they go in this direction because they're kind of hinting at this that like the town starts, like the whole town like rallies up and it's like on the hunt for Michael. I really hope it's like a you know, like yeah. um you know, like in Beauty and the Beast, where like um <laughs> where like the whole town gets riled up by like Gaston and they're all like marching <laughs> to the castle. <laughs> oh, we have to do a comparison video on how Halloween kills is basically a slasher version of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that is basically it because that's what it looks like um and i like knowing that where michael's going because we used to always think that what was driving him was like laurie strode but then the new ones it's like he doesn't even know her until like she goes out of her way to like kick his ass it's like so he's he... not even taken her on until she like gets involved yeah. and it's like Do you know what i'm gonna fuck you up once one once more hello um and it's the same and this one as well it's like he's not going because i thought it would be like he's going to the hospital to get laurie he's not he's just trying to go back to his childhood home and everyone's like again laurie's just like he's like minding his own business and laurie is she's like i'm your business yeah you know she's like leave him alone (laughs) oh and you best believe i i watched that trailer multiple times to try and find as much information about carl richards as i possibly can and i could only i could only find those two stills that i put up but i'm i'm just i'm so scared for what i i think is going to happen and i don't want it to happen but i'm just i'm scared for her life i'm scared for lindsay wallace's life do you think that she's going to not make the cut well, do you know, would you, well, you gave me like a bit of hope because you, because I know before you don't think, you think she'll at least make it to Halloween I, ends, right? I think she's going to love out of this and, and I just, yeah, I kind of, well, I think it's me trying to just being hopeful, like, try, like agreeing with you, like, because I think, why bring those sort of like legacy characters back just to like, just to off them? But then again, it's Halloween and it's brutal. Like we, like we learned from the first, you know, the, well, the, 2019 one like it's brutal like it's not it doesn't even it, it packs a punch it doesn't like it doesn't it's not very merciful you know what I mean so uh, uh, yeah yeah Michael but I, do, I do feel like we're gonna get we are gonna get like more aftermath and then obviously more action you know because we you kind of have to have a bit of like aftermath and what's got what's you know happened directly yeah. after that one um but I hope she makes it till Halloween ends at I least think- I think she will because we do have this plethora of like old characters coming back. So like Sheriff Burke, Nancy, who worked with Dr. Loomis in the first one. Then we have Tommy and Lindsay. Um, I think that's probably it. So, I mean, if anyone has been as eagle-eyed as I have, they show that Nancy pretty much gets fucked up. 
yeah. like you see her getting her hair grabbed and then I'm I think that's her that's like strung up um sorry if I'm spoiling this for anyone but you know the trailer put it out there so this is you know <laughs> not my fault bitch but um and I think maybe Tommy might die, but Lindsay, because I think in the very first behind the scenes trailer, she has like a child. And I yeah. can see them kind of being like, not everyone has to be murdered by Michael. Sure, and I think yeah. out of any of them, I think Lindsay is probably the one who's most likely to survive. You know, like she, she, she's, she's real go get her mom. Who's like, oh, he fucked up my life when I was a kid and I am going to, you know, kick his ass. And she's it, are they bringing back the original Tommy as well? Mm-mm. Is it a, a different person? They, it's, it's a different actor, and they're going to bring back Paul Rudd. Um, oh, were they? Obviously, Tommy in Halloween Six, um, but he can do it due to like a schedule conflict, oh. which is both sad but a good thing because, well, no, it would be great if Paul Rudd wasn't it, but then it almost links Halloween Six, it brings that back into the scene. You know, yeah. and I would rather yeah. that just all stay on the outside. That makes. However, did you not have you not seen the meme where they kind they kind of have done like a little like nod to um, Halloween three? Oh, with all the masks. Yeah. Isn't it so good? Yeah. It's, so good. it's like a little that. like little wave, like hey girl, uh-huh. <laughs> hey Judy, and that's it. Like it just looks like everyone knows where Michael's going, so everyone in the town just drives to stop him, and he literally just completely fucks everyone up who gets in his path and I think Lindsay is going to get a good chase scene I think Kyle Richards she looks like she's having like a hustle a tussle a good chase scene and the fact that we don't see a lot of her yeah. I think means that there's a lot of stuff that they're saving because there's she has more involvement than what those trailers are showing I mean, I guess, I guess we'll, well, I guess we'll find out come October if she survives or not and then I do kind of want to see Kyle Richards get fucked up, but then I'm like, no, I think that's that's cool. They bring her back from the OG. I kind of want her to make it to the ends. Yeah, know? or even in Halloween ends, just get like like a really epic death. It would be good. It's like watching Paris Hilton, isn't it, in House of Wax? There is something satisfying yeah. about seeing a reality star um, get killed. Like when Davina McCall gets her throat ripped out and dead set, that was like, Remember and and Carl Richards that that's uh, that's that's uh, and um, Paris's auntie Carl Richards yeah so that's right. all in the family yep they just love to get fucked up by creeps and masks and guess what I is living for it <laughs> I is living for it so we are of course back from long hiatus and we thought we would come back and review a brand new movie that everyone in the horror community has been talking about um, and we thought we would just get our grubby little mitts on it and that is 2021's British psychological horror censor. Now do you want to pop the corner feed all the kids about what well, that's about? Well I would like to however coming out of watching it I'm still quite unsure what it actually is about. <laughs> because... <laughs> But the premise is that it's uh, essentially about this girl called Enid and she it's set in the 1980s and she works for um, the censorship. And basically what her job is to review movies of all types to um, see um, if they need uh, edits and what uh, age uh, categories are supposed to be in. But she, she has a troubled past because her sister went missing or it's alluded that her sister went missing or was murdered or something like that. And then she she watches this 
tape and she sees a girl she believes is her sister and she just starts to spiral into like obscurity yeah i mean it's how do we and it's a good point to start on it's like how do we make heads or tails of this story so the the first part of censor i think is very it's clear as you said it's very like you know she works at censorship she's you know this is an 18 or rated r and you need to cut that out you need to cut this out and she's very i don't know she's very uptight about violence and you know yeah it's all out that some guy murdered people based on this movie that she had censored and they get the blame and it's all about that and then the next half it's like she becomes part of the movies and then that's when it's just like a completely different yeah there is yeah there's definitely a clear turning point where it goes from sort of like being kind of straight laced to then just being i mean the whole thing's weird anyway but then it gets to a certain point where it just really starts to take a sharp like left and it goes right down to weird town i mean it's one-way ticket no return yeah yeah i didn't realize it was a Brit flick going into it because uh, when you said suggested to do this, I didn't really know. I'd, all I'd seen was just the poster everywhere. I'd not really seen that much about it. I hadn't even seen a trailer. I had really no clue what it was about going in, which I think is a, was a good idea watching this, going into it completely blind and then not expecting anything because I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, I kind of had a different lens watching it. And I think... Um, you had like no expectations of what you thought it was going to be based on how the trailer made it out to be that sort of that sort of thing yeah which is which is a good way to do it because i these days i used to watch the trailers but yeah. these days i'll go probably just more so off the poster um and like the synopsis and maybe some photos or maybe some reviews but i'll only like do a trailer if it's like a quality test so I'll be like, is this like super low budget? You know what I mean? I'll watch trailer to see like that that trailer for Karen. Yeah. Like, oh, and then you watch it and you're like, this is like the most cheapest damn thing I ever did see in my life. But then when you when you find out that what's the face from um, Orange is the New Black is attached to it and she's playing Karen, you think, well, it can't be that like low budget if she's attached to it. And you watch it and you're like, there's just something not quite right with the with the way it's it's produced. It just looks very cheap, you know. Yeah, but it's yeah, but I but I think that's because it's um like a made for TV movie. I think because it's uh, for the channel. Yeah, it's for the channel BET. So it's not as if it's like a, it's not as if it's like Lionsgate that have done it. Do you know what I mean? It's like sure. it's it's. I mean, I wish probably something like Lionsgate maybe would pick it up. Because it is an interesting idea. And I know we're not here to talk about Tom Karen, by the way. <laughs> Y'all thought we still talk about sets and no. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I know it's like such an on-the-nose idea. Um, and it's like, get out an even more emphasis on like that annoying white bitch. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I thought maybe it's probably a bit of a wasted opportunity. Maybe not BET. Maybe Lionsgate should have picked up something like that. Maybe, or maybe Jordan Peele should have done another film, but um, but called Karen. I mean, I'm glad that we that I, I get to see. We, I live in an age where there's like a horror thriller movie based on um, racist white women. Yeah, I mean, called Karen. <laughs> R.I.P. to all the Karens out there. Like, what was it written? Um, it was like there was a Karen on where there's a society of Karens that are displeased with the 
stereotype of Karens. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's the Karen thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, shame. Sorry, Karens out there. Sorry to any Karens that are listening out there. Um, but yeah, let's get back to sense of bitch. We, sometimes we need to be censored. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my thing with it is I think it's a very, very, very interesting concept. One that I've probably never really seen before. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it plays very much in like our house at points, you know, it's like sometimes you can tell there it's all about alluding to things and never actually showing it. Um, and sometimes I think it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think it always teeter-tottered and with this because I think art house films are just, it's a matter of taste, really. Yeah, and I think it's very much like a hit or miss. It's either you like it or you don't. And I, I personally find myself like, I, I enjoyed it. I did. I actually really liked it. But I, but I was like, I'm, I'm either it's either a mood that I'm in or a mood that I'm not in because usually, like like for me, these films are not my cup of tea. But there's just something about this film that I just really kind of just took to. I think. I mean, obviously, there were big moments where I was like, mm, yeah, I'm not keen on this, and it's a, it's lagging a little bit. But then I think overall, overall, I mean, I liked how like the style it was shot in and like the yeah. colors and the contrast like that and how you know that sort of stuff and I like the little like horror clips they use to like bump up the yeah, horror yeah, stuff yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean and, and I like, like how, how I they wonder and that's you know the, yeah. the horror clips how it, it turns the actual movie into like a snuff like an old snuff film I think that was pretty cool yeah, and I wondered if um, those little clips that they used, if they like did a bit of both, like used clips of real film, like real like B movie films, or mm-hmm. if they like if they went out and actually did those specifically. I think I think there was a couple that looked more like like professionally done than others. So I wondered if they just kind of like, did it half and half, like got like some rights to a couple to throw in there, and then like just did a couple mm-hmm. like themselves, like on on the low. <clears throat> That's what I was know? thinking. I was like, are these little short movies that they? created for the film of so bravo girls um chef's kiss chef's kiss bitch but because you know then we know which one they did create which is um what is it like don't is it don't go into the woods or no don't go into the church don't go into the church that's that's obviously you know that one but there wasn't a church inside so i was confused as to why it was called don't go into the church when it was them two girls going to a cabin (laughs) it was just like uh two girls going to the cabin in the woods there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't have the same ring to it, but uh, it definitely wasn't a church. And that's yeah. what I mean. You could tell that one was for the purpose of the movie, but the other ones, I didn't really know. But I think I'm the same as you. It's like, I'm really can be iffy on Art House because a lot mm-hmm. of the times, all that alluding to stuff and not really showing anything sometimes can bother me. But I think this is the right amount of bonkers for it to be enjoyable and entertaining and to be gripping, you know? We like a little bit of bonkers. We like our girl's cookie. Um, and I think she was crazy cuckoo. See you next Tuesday. Oh, 100%. I think oftentimes we'll get like a little sneak attack where an absolute weirdo of a film just creeps up and you're like, on paper, or essentially, I really shouldn't be enjoying this because it's not really our judge. But like for some reason, it just really tickled my pickle. Like, what was that film? What was that film with the blonde girl and she was like being chased? By the two guys. Not Eden Lake. Um, Hunted. Was it Hunted? Oh, Hunted? when she gets like shot in the face and she's all and blue. she got the blue paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like that was, 
that was a real weirdo of a film that I, we, I I just really took to. It was just something about the way it was done. I think it was about her as well, the way I just really liked it. And same with this. Like, I actually really found Enid as a character, and as a main character, really interesting because she, you know, you could tell from, like, the top, she was going through some stuff. She had, she had like, trauma, and that was really affecting her and affecting, like, how she just was doing her day-to-day job and the fact that, you know, she had this personal trauma in her personal life and was going to work and watching like these, you know, quote unquote, horrific horror scenes day in, day out. I found that really interesting. And I I love the fact it was set like in the eighties and the backdrop was like eighties England and like Maggie Mm. Thatcher and the whole thing. And especially in the eighties, like censorship was like a big thing. Like, you know, and they were blaming movies for things. I liked how meta it was because, you know, we're watching a horror film or, you know, know, uh, quotations, a horror film about horror films and how they have an effect on society and they tried to blame that murder i didn't check but i did want to check if that was an actual real murder scenario and i was Hmm. when it was happening i took a mental note which clearly i didn't copy down anywhere um i was like oh i must check to see if that is real um because that was like it was because there was loads of stuff where the kid blamed his chucky doll in the 80s um remember he murdered some other kids um obviously the 90s someone blamed scream so you do get it happen um but i think it's good at the and i'll go over it just briefly but at the end there's a line that said um and the radio and it's like all crime has oh, ended yeah. um no more violence and it's this idea this of this is the euphoric work this is what she's trying to do so here we have a character that's like mopey but finally a mopey character with all the reason in the world to be mopey and that's the reason why she's so uptight so at the end this euphoric state where she actually feels like she's changed the world you get the idea that that's what she's doing like yeah does not want people like us talked about these films she does not like horror movies she you know she hates them she thinks they're the worst things and i find it interesting as you say like meta that we're it's like you're watching someone's hatred of like trying to end horror movies and blaming them for murders and you're watching a horror movie on that you know what I mean yeah and it makes sense because you've got to think about the time it was set and that was really prevalent at that time and also in the 80s the whole like satanic panic was a real thing so they anytime it was more so in America but anytime like a horrific murder was committed they were blaming like satanic cults. And it's like, you've really missed out on catching a lot of killers because your go-to was, oh, this must be a satanic cult because, and that wasn't actually a real thing. And like, you know, there weren't in America in the eighties, like hundreds and thousands of like satanic cults just like going around, you know, just killing people or murdering people. They're they're actually, there were, because like, you know, I've listened to a lot of like true crime podcasts and there actually was a couple out and about, but not to the level that, Anytime in America there was a murder in the 80s, it was like, oh, it's the, it was, you know, must be a satanic ritual because it was horrific. Yeah. No, actually, there are just some awful people in the world. So, point blank period. Yeah. So it may, it, you know, it makes sense in that time where it was all like, you know, family first and, you know, you know, make sure, you know, 2.4 children, that kind of like wholesome, you know, yeah. thing. And them um, trying to crack down on films and thinking that films, have an effect on people yeah. in that sort of way and if they do it's probably because the person has an underlying issue before watching this film it was not the course, film of course. do that I mean, you know the film's like a catalyst of uh, 
of a reason to do it when really, as you said, if you're a psychopath, you're a psychopath. You do not need, you know, someone could pass you the knife to stab, but if someone passes you a knife, the bitch will go and make one. You know what I mean? She'll go yeah. find some. And that's why I love when there's a reason for in movies for its existence and purpose. So there's a reason why it's in the 80s, is because the only way that you can set this film or to tell the story is for it to be during that time when this was an actual crisis so you can understand why then she is the way she is and why the environment you know what she's in and i yeah. love seeing old school england you know like our maggie thatcher on the screen and all and they're really giving you that uh, uh, authentic sensation and, and the fashions the fashions even those all those muted colors that even enid was wearing i was like oh sad sad girl and i loved it do you know what i mean yeah no i love the fact that you know whenever you think of like 80s fashion your mind you know it goes straight away to like sort of like really bright vibrant colors you think in neon yeah. and it's like that yeah that was a part of the 80s but also you know people weren't just going like to their you know office jobs wearing fucking like bright neon star Big earrings and, a, and like a neon boob tube like that was like, that was <laughs> wasn't like what was going on like on the on the day-to-day so I like the yeah. fact that like the actual fashion reflected like real fashion so it wasn't you know like crazy big hair even though that was a thing it wasn't it wasn't like too stereotypical 80s you know Mm -hmm. it was it was very real time England in the 80s as you said every rendition that we get these days of stuff like that it's uh, you always hear the same 80s songs on the radio you know like it's like every film plays it in the same year with the same top 80s song they're all the 80s references are so like caked in there well this one's very very subtle um and you know I love nothing more than that bloody contrast with you know the environment, everything she's wearing is very muted colors. And then that's their way of telling me shit's about to go down when all these yeah. non colors start coming on. And I was like, yes, come through blue and red, bitch. Yeah, because like where she works, it was like quite like dark and dingy, wasn't it? Yeah, but the corridors, mm-hmm. there was like all those like neon like red lights above every door, like where you go in and watch your little movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it took me a minute to realize or work out what decade it was I thought we were in the 70s at first and then as soon as I saw like Maggie Thatcher I was like right okay because I wasn't I couldn't quite pinpoint quite where because it's not that obvious you know I knew it I knew like this is 1986 yeah I knew I knew we're I knew we're either 70s or 80s but I couldn't quite work it out just just I think they did a good job with that um but I would still like to know coming out of it what what went down with the little sister sort of like underlining story is that you know Enid like her sister when they were kids either was murdered or she was kidnapped she's definitely missing because you know her parents you know invite Enid to dinner and say oh here's this you know a death certificate and she sort of like freaks out like why are you presuming that she's dead or this kind of stuff and she's not handled it very well it alludes to different things so it alludes to like someone took her sister or and then it alludes to she left her sister in the woods and then it then towards the end it starts to allude that she maybe killed her sister so I'm still really unsure did she kill the sister or not see I never it's interesting you say that because I didn't pick up that that might have been what they were alluding to that maybe she killed the sister but I do get what you mean it's like because they say her your brain chooses a narrative or chooses to remember things differently or will like yeah stuff out so what was at the start that she went missing and then when like this like strange snuff film comes out that like is the exact same it's almost like then her idea of what happened is then 
changed by this film that was similar. So then she convinced herself that that's actually how it happened and that's what the guy looked like. So then when she goes there, she convinces herself that her sister's actually alive and that everything, she's so caught up and like the paranoia that then she believes that everything was real. But I, what I got from it was that her sister went missing somewhere in the woods, but because the movie had the similar, like how the sister looked, it's like they made her believe that that's what happened, you know? And yeah, then but she I've... like believed it. Yeah, but I also feel like that movie that was called Don't Go to the Church with the two young girls and the, well, their sisters in the, in the, well, you think they're sisters and then one is like an absolute psycho and make, makes the other one go into that cabin and then just goes in there and chops her up. I was like, oh, are they, is that what they're alluding? What ha- what actually oh, happened yes, in the woods? Because yes, yes. that, that's when that's when she starts to start to freak out because she like, she recognises something about that is familiar to her. Like that whole scenario is familiar. And that's that's sort of like, the downward spiral that, that's how it starts she watches that movie and she's like oh I can't handle it and I feel like because she like threw up and she couldn't really watch it and didn't really make any notes and really didn't watch that much of it maybe it was like her way of protecting herself because they also mm-hmm. said sometimes you know your, your, your brain can can take out things that you're that you can't handle or can like change the narrative or like you know what I mean it can mm-hmm. your brain processes trauma in a different way than you actually think it does. And sometimes to protect yourself or because you can't actually handle the reality of what happened, your brain either like wipes it or rewrites what happened because you can't yeah. actually. Because yeah. then it opens up the question then, if it is real, how did the director know of it? And then why is it not addressed? Um, and then it's interesting the way it's done because she doesn't know, Ina doesn't know what is heads or tails up there left right and side or out and instead of like treating the audience like we're ahead of her and we know everything and she's stupid they put us in her boots so we don't know we're just as clueless and there's only like moments way towards the end that you really see the glimpses of like what reality is and what's fake and it makes you think like I came away from it then thinking was all of that or like a chunk of that even real because at the end we get glimpses. So what's not to say that like a lot of the stuff isn't real either, you know? Yeah, well, I think the, t- the biggest turning point, I think where we kind of, I sort of like perked up again because there was a good chunk where I was like, I like this and like the direction. However, something needs to happen soon. Otherwise I'm going to fall asleep. Because even though I was also hung over when I was watching it and I was like, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm a, a sleepy weird baby. That's a hangover film. That's and such it, a weird hangover film. I mean, I don't know why I did it to myself. I thought I was <laughs> I was just a really this week a naughty girl and I'd sat down several times to watch it. I was like, you know what, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'll watch it another time. And then the time came and I was like, I need to watch it right now. And I've I've put it off at the, probably the worst moment I could because yeah. watching that film hungover, I was like, what am I doing to myself? But when it was um it was yet yeah, towards the middle where she's she's starting to spiral. She's trying to find this director because she believes, you know, that this director has her sister or knows something about her sister mm-hmm. because she believes this actress looks exactly like her sister. And which, to be fair, she does look exactly like her sister. But, you know, she sees a sister in every single person that she comes across. So, you know, it could not, it could, you know, also That's still be that, in her that, head. That. 
And then when she uh, goes to that uh, Doug's house to get more information, that real sleazeball, um, who was gross. When he, when he first came in, he was like, just like being a real sleaze to her in the office and being yeah. like, oh, you can slip me a 15. And you're like, ugh. Like, he, so, always, like, he always plays those characters as well. And he's one of those actors that's like in everything. Yeah. I can't pinpoint exactly where he is. Um, I know that he's in Black Mirror and Black Mirror. And he <laughs> Black Mirror. so stupid saying Black Mirror, my accent sometimes <laughs> it's in front of an audience. Um, and he played a character in the one that was, I think it was called Black Bear, where um she wakes up and everyone's just like videoing her and she doesn't know what's happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like the hunter. So he's yeah. always playing that sleazy bastard. But you know what? He does it well. Yeah, some people just get absolutely typecast. Like, uh, like I don't think uh, Sean Bean has ever been in a film that he hasn't died in or, or a project <laughs> where he's not been killed. So, like, he's been typecasting someone that you he can just kill off, murdered. like, like pretty, like pretty quickly. But yeah, so when she goes to his house, and then like he obviously thinks she's there to like try it on. However, you know what? Like sometimes, like guys are absolutely deluded because she she clearly gone to his house, and she's not in any mood to get like any like physical or get sexy. She's like she's out of sorts. She's not like in you know she's not in a right you know frame of mind. You know when she's there, yeah, she's, yeah. Clearly, she's clearly not you know a bit. She a looks bit flustered. Yeah, um, she's yeah. she doesn't seem to be all that with it, and she's kind of like she's, she's not, not relaxed. Summer's laundry, you know, she's she's turning up in the longest skirt you ever did see in your life. Yeah, and she's not like, she's not really making small talk. She's not being polite. She's being sort of like matter of fact and kind of not rude, but sort of like you know. Guys, for you, couldn't pick up. And uh, and uh, yeah, so they have their little tussle, and then um, he just gets like impaled by one of his awards, and I was like. That really perked me up, and I was like, "Okay, so it's it's took it's gone it's gone into a direction I didn't think it was going to go." Thank you for surprising me. Yeah. I um I approve this message. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I really enjoyed that, and I think that was her like kick down the rabbit hole. She she was already spiraling at that point, and then when that happened, I think from that moment on, she wasn't in reality. So I the way I saw it as everything that happened after he died. Um, kind of was and wasn't real so we'd see like glimpses of of actually what was going on and then for the most part I don't think it was real so I think because I found it really weird that she went she found out where they were fil- making her like making the last film the actress she thinks is her sister they're they're, they're well that Doug alludes like oh she's she, that would be her last film and you kind of think well yeah. is she going to get like you know the chop after like the real chop yeah. after she's done that film like what that's kind of like a really weird thing to say yeah so I find it really strange that she just kind of rocked up to this like uh movie shoot and no one questioned like who she actually yeah, was and what she was doing even, there and she didn't even be like I'm not the actress she just like stood there y- yeah she was like she, yeah, she, that happened yeah and just like sat down got her hair and makeup done almost like chilling that white dress and then got onto <laughs> set and the director's like like being so weird and like pushing her for like and it was it was very strange I think I don't think any of that was in sort of like her reality so I don't know I don't know if she really did like kill uh, like the 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 actor who played the beast man and then the direct like chopping off the director's head I don't know if that actually really happened or not because if if it did happen then it makes more sense with how the movie ends where it looks like it is her sister and she's frolicking and she's having like the best time and you get, which to me, I actually think it's the best part of the whole movie and the way it's done 
is so disturbing how you get this like fuzz second snippet of like different color and it's like reality of what's happening you know it looks like the sister sat in the car smiling and you get this like snippet of her like screaming banging the window and you know when she brings her parents and they look like they frolic and it cuts again and I thought that was the best part because it was yeah. so disturbing because if you know if you don't think that like when she kills the director and she kills the actor is not real that ending both plays to and against that you know because you're right by that ending you don't know what it just like solidifies that you don't know what about what just happened is actually real yeah because I wasn't I wasn't sure if she kind of went into like a deep psychosis and like that was sort of like that wasn't actually really that was all in her head or if she'd actually died herself and that was her like afterlife or that was her like going through the change of you know being alive to that you know just kind of like slipping away I wasn't quite sure what that was and then like you said when she kind of like has the like frolic and everything's like sunshine and daisies and like oh crime's gone and all the criminals have been in prison and everything's great now and rainbows and you see the big rainbow on the street Mm -hmm. and then she you know takes her who she thinks is her little sister to her parents and like you said there's those weird sort of flashes where she's like screaming in the car and then she's screaming Mm -hmm. at the parents and and uh yes you you are left unsure like well what what actually happened what what actually much how much of that is reality yeah because the first chunk is very serious and it's very it's literal it's not you know it's very on the nose hits the mark does not mess about very serious tone and that's the way it is then all of a sudden you have a complete 180 of a movie so by you saying something like maybe she died like maybe there's there's a changing point because it's very strange for a movie to be so serious and so um, of this world and then be so otherworldly, like yeah. being in the movie and a movie um, and an actual glitch in like time and reality. Um, and that's that. And I like a film that makes me think about it loads after. Like, did I initially get it when I stopped watching? I sort of stared at the credits, rolled down the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I was like just happen here but it's the more and more you start let it sink in and you have a wee bath in it it's way more enjoyable I think and way more interesting of a film yeah and then like from what you said and how you interpreted some things that I didn't even catch and vice versa Mm -hmm. but I like the way I see it is that yeah for me as soon as that that director Doug guy is killed in their little tussle because that was that was a you can that was an accident that that wasn't like you know she wasn't she didn't actually mean to kill him but I don't think she did kill him it was just like a stumble and oh we, we fell and you got impaled I think from there and that was her that was the point where she just it, something snapped and after after that point she's not living in reality anymore so I, yeah like I don't know how much of what went down after that was real or not maybe she did find out where this where this set was maybe she did actually like maybe she killed everyone on the set and then at the end she's like just basking in the like the the aftermath of what she's just done and maybe she she killed more than we actually saw and that's why that girl who she's you know who's her sister is like is screaming and running away and like what what are you doing Uh, i'm like your sister yeah because it's like it's basically saying that here's this woman that hates and needs to censor these movies but by having to sit and watch these movies, she has then become a person who murdered people because of the influence of those movies. So it's very much like with a jab, you know, it's very much 
Japanese with a message yeah. of being like, here's this woman who wants everything censored, but she is killing people because of this movie, Don't Go in the Church, has influenced her brain. And now she's actually murdered people because of this film. So it's all very like, it's very clever. Like it knows what it is. And it's like looking at us too. And basically saying that we're fucked. You know, it's, because we're yeah, it's, 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 like this, we're <laughs> like fuck people up. It's sort of like looped itself. Like it's kind of like it's it's own it's got its own little loop because it's saying that sort of, you know, she's got these high morals, she's like trying to change the world, making make the world a less violent place. But by her constantly watching all these violent films, that's now desensitized to her. So then and then she sort of like has a moment where she slips from reality and all of a sudden she starts murdering people, but yet wants to still wants the world to be a better place and all sunshine mm-hmm. and daisies. But it's just sort of like on its yeah, own, yeah, yeah. like constant. You're right. It's got itself in a loop, doesn't it? It's yeah, like that yeah. sort of thing that continue go on. And I love stuff like that. Like I feel so much better about this film now that I'm talking to you about it. I'm like, that was <laughs> such a good point. Good for you, censor. <laughs> yeah, because I, well, I knew, I knew coming out of it, like I actually really enjoyed it. Some parts were a bit like long in the tooth. I was like, right, get, like get to it, and then. The, like the final act for me that wasn't the most enjoyable for me because I was kind of a bit like I am a bit confused I really don't actually know what's going on but it's not that I didn't like it I was because I was confused it kind of like took me out of the experience of the film does that make sense I was like yeah, yeah. trying to trying to work it all out but I feel like now that I'm talking to you I get I understand like I get some of your points they, that makes sense but then yeah. how, what I still think sort of makes sense so I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still very confused as to like so what the fuck actually happened then? Because I, I like all the points you said. That makes sense. I like all that. But then I'm like... Yeah, and I like the points that you've said. And I yeah. think we probably wouldn't like it as much if it was one of those movies where the person creating it doesn't even know what it is. You know, yeah. sometimes you get those movies and like, oh, it's up for interpretation. That fuck that. You sh- like that Mandy plan. film. That that Mandy film. I just, I couldn't... I, I, I so Still to I this day, went, I don't know what I watched. I, I can't... I went and rewatched Mandy recently. Oh, excuse me. And I really, really, really liked it. I didn't like it the first time because I don't like something being so obscure when you do not expect something to be so obscure, you know? And then I watched it again. I was like, no, this is actually like really good. Like the way it's made, the the music, it's like a brilliant, like we found, but you have to know what you're going into. And I feel like censors not, doesn't have its foot down on the gas as much as like Mandy would and sense of obscurity because it's sort of like you know it unwinds it you know we start off in a normal place and it gradually takes us there while Mandy was just like from day dot it was just like going 100 miles pedal to the metal like it was just literally yeah literally but But um, I do I feel like with Sensor, it was like sort of like it was revving and stalling and revving and stalling so it was was gearing up and then kind of like did it and then gearing up and then coming back and it was just like it kept it was, jumping it, around. It kept alluding to something. And then that's where it's like the third act is the most important. And the third act is the time where like you fuck shit up, especially if yeah. you're making us wait this long. I think it done it in a way where I know the people who have made this film know what they're trying to say and that it's not deliberate gobbledygook, you know? So that's why I'm like, and I even looked up like, what really happens at the end of Censor? <laughs> and it's, they're still just like, we don't know and i'm like it's whatever you want it to be like (laughs) Like, whatever you i can be barney and and, and friends i can be bear in the black view house i can be whatever you can be x factor (laughs) if you want it to be and you're like okay bitch work 
Which it would, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it worked, but also in the same breath, I'm like, that's so annoying. Just tell me what it is. Just tell me yeah, what I saw. Yeah. Please, can you just tell me what I watched? Because I'd like to know, because this this constant not knowing what I actually saw for that last, what, 20, 30 minutes, it's it's affected my day today. Now, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm now walking around going, well, like, what the fuck happened to her sister? Like, I still don't know what happened to her sister. And did she really do what she did? And but I really enjoyed it. Know, it was interesting though that you what you said, like, did she kill her sister? Or you know what I mean? Like maybe she killed her sister, maybe she done something, maybe that's why she's so desensitized. I think she I think she, she did pilot so much because she it's like completely blocking out the fact that she murdered her. So anything of violence she wants to cut out because she I cuts think she out did. the violence. I got it, I figured it out. She cuts out the violence of movies as a job because she cut out the violent part of her memory of killing her sister. So yes. that's what she does. She chops out the bad stuff to make it a perfect word. Yeah. We need to get on the phone with somebody. <laughs> ASAP. We've got the key and we've got the secret. And that makes sense as to why when she saw that um the actress that looked a lot like a sister she was completely like spiraled i'm like that is my sister because i think my sister's still out there i have to believe that because the alternative is that is that i actually killed her and i can't process that so she becomes so obsessed with this person and thinking it's a sister that even when that girl's saying like i like i don't know who the fuck you are missus like so like stop trying <laughs> it and then and she's still going at it. And that's, yeah, that's when you get to the end point and you're like, it's not all sunshine. It's sunshine and rainbows because here is the ideal world that she finally has that she's wanted to give her parents. Here it is, even though deep, deep, deep down, she knows it's not possible. So her her mental fragile brain is clasping at any straws to make something Exactly. Because when she She watched that... Yeah, because when she watched that film, Don't Go Into the Church, I kind of sort of clicked and I was like, oh, well, maybe did she have something to do with her sister dying? And then I, it kind of confirmed it for me when she then had that chat with her like co-worker who, who was like, oh, when I was doing like psychotherapy or whatever he said he was doing, you know, and he said about your, about your brain processing trauma in different ways. And sometimes your brain can just completely like just take things out and rewrite stuff because you can't actually deal with what what's just happened or what you've just seen or witnessed or done. I was like, well, now it makes sense as to why she's doing that. And then it also makes sense as to why she's doing the job that she does because she's trying to, you know, get rid of all the violence because she's- If anyone ever needs codes cracked, if you need your Rubik's Cube <laughs> Bring them to us. We will sort it all. Yeah, that's it. You've had the nail on the head. I think we've got it worked out. I mean, I don't know if I could do a Rubik's Cube, but I can definitely tell you what happened in this film now. uh, Send (laughs) us your um, Sudokus or Sudoku. Send us your crosswords. Um, We'll we'll try to do them all because... Send us your metaphorical uh, Rubik's Cubes. So... (laughs) (laughs) Or send us your virtual ones too. If you've got like a... a, um, a conundrum like this film send it our way and we'll try and um we decipher will solve it. anything honestly we're like two gay um horror agony ants you got a problem bitch <laughs> we're agony ants. <laughs> ants but no i think like chan do you know i think we put everything out on the table and we hope that there's people that have just listened to all the geniusness that's come out of our mouths as per yeah. usual this is what two weeks sleeping goes for it does a lot of good because it really does and i I feel like we've helped a lot of people right now 
And yeah, and so what I, I was sort of stuck on towards the end with when she's sort of like laying on the rock, I thought, okay, she she was there for quite some time and then she saw the bright light. So I saw that bright light as that, did she die on that rock? But then when you kind of, because I was like, oh, then I didn't really understand the very last bit where you saw the little like flashbacks to like the girl in the class screaming and the girl screaming to the parents. But then when you said maybe she did actually take her to them, Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What the fuck? Who's this girl?" She's like, "Please help me! She's trying to kill me." And the parents are like, uh, "What's going on?" And maybe that actually did happen. Maybe that even because yeah. she. But I still so, don't know. She's so messed up in the head by it that her main goal in life is to do that for her parents. That's all she wants to do, um, and it's like she's so deranged and disturbed that she does that. And you get those, the way it's done, like really horrific reality flashes what it actually is and it's such a disturbing note to leave something on and i think stuff's most effective like we talked before like the original black christmas when you're left on that really chilling note of like that shot of you know her bagged head on the window and the christmas music playing and like with this film i think that's like such a stellar way to leave something yeah just leaves you uneasy and wanting just a little bit more I agree. I mean, do you, do you ever think that it, they would, because you know, everyone's trying to revive the classics by doing a Halloween, pulling a Halloween stunt. Do you um, ever think there's a possibility of doing another Black Christmas, but with but tying it to the actual original? Ooh, I would be on board with that. I think I would be on board with that. Um, I and maybe, like, and of, maybe, of and the... maybe um, what's, what's her name in it? I forget. Um, what's the main girl's name? Oh, I'll never remember. It's gonna bug me because she's a. I can I can hear her voice because she's got that really weird sort of like uh, British American hello. accent. She's just like hello, hello, who's there? That one, the main dog. Yeah. They leave her lion sleeping in this house that everyone was murdered at the end. And Jess, <laughs> oh, that's the name, Jess. Yeah. Um, yeah, like um, because she's still, yeah, she's still. Thank you, she's still with us. So I was like, just 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 checking to make sure she's still with us. Um. So they could do something where she's not necessarily like the like the house mother like they like they did with the um the remake the 2006 remake but like maybe she's like the dean of students and that's how she's involved in in well they they allude to her death don't they because obviously Billy's still in the house and they leave her that's insane they leave her like they I don't know they give her like a sleeping tablet or something and just leave yeah. her on the bed like by herself didn't check the house properly as you would and Billy's still there so I think he kills her but that's what i'm saying we, we we don't know but well they could get around that by being like well no she well we we, we alluded to that she didn't actually die mm-hmm. um he just he just managed to escape um yeah and uh is still alive as well because um mm-hmm. it's a way to do it and right yeah rather than her being like in the story in in that, in that one she could she could be like somewhere else in uh, in america not that actual school but she could mm-hmm. be like the dean of students or the dean of, of the college and that's how yeah, she's yeah. like involved in the you know billy's back or billy's hunter down something like that and you know what we always say more movies that brings on you know brings and resurrects old classics back to life um but please do it well because it's like these people think that no one even knows that halloween 2018 is out there like you know and like terminator done it we're gonna bring sarah connor back yeah. and we're gonna bring that and they're all gonna fight again and you're like give it a rest I mean, it's it's a good tool to use, but I do think you know because of Halloween. Anytime it happens after that, now 
it's gonna get, get compared to because that was so successful and it was you know a massive like smash hit which you know which gave us two more because even though they were yeah they were probably planned all along but they were also banking on that being a smash and being a box office hit and if it wasn't then they probably wouldn't be Halloween Kills or Halloween Ends but you know what I mean but I, f- I feel like they had, they had those stories already in place and prepared but it was like a contingent on this doing well and because it did I think anything happens after that like uh, Leatherface uh, coming back it's just it's going to be a carbon copy unless it's done you know not better but like done to the level and, and yeah, it's executed yeah, you're right it's like halloween has started like a new trend of like future classics of you know a completely brand new trend especially for like slashers i think um that's a good way to start to get back on that um and not much will ever probably compare to halloween um 2018 as in terms of new slashers although fingers and toes crossed i'm hoping halloween kills and scream five will be like I, w- I want it to be like my top, both to be like my top 10 or top 20 favorite horror movies of all time. You know, like yeah. I, I think they've got the chops, both of them. Yeah, well, to be honest, we wouldn't have Screen 5 if we didn't have um, Halloween 2018, like that. It would just would never have happened, I don't think. And Amen. because everyone keeps alluding to the fact that Screen 5 actually isn't Screen 5, it's a whole new ball game. It's not, it's not even, they're not even calling it a new franchise, are they calling it a whole new like, thing uh, or experience like a, uh, what, they, like, what they what they keep saying about they're it they're like it's, they're not calling it like a remake um and yeah it's not like a reboot it's like it's just taking the franchise it's just like giving it a varnish you know what i mean yeah, giving it a yeah. brand new coat um of life so that it's so it feels fresh again um i think that's what they're doing but it's still still the same scream and everyone's giving it the hype, but I feel like they, you sort of have to do that. But I also do feel like when Halloween 2018 was, was, you know, was coming out or was, you know, in production, we knew we'll find that information. Everyone was hyping that up and they were correct to do so because the hype was was legit. So I feel like that we may have something with Halloween Kills and Scream 5 and then Halloween Ends. I feel like Halloween Ends is going to be epic because it's to yeah, end I, I, I can all Halloween's. Uh, just you know and I just want it to be like such a stellar brand new trilogy because Halloween Kills will probably not go down as well with like critics and stuff I can already see because it doesn't have like the emotional because all critics loved how Laurie's story and about trauma and woman and the whole like me too movement and I think Halloween Kills strips all that away but I think it will just be like one of those horror movies if it is anything like the trailers make it out to be that is like a slasher movie of all slasher movies you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just literally someone going about and fucking people up in the maddest ways for an hour and a half with Kyle Richards. I mean, hello. I know. Um, but tell me this. Uh, let's get back to censor. Um, oh, we done it again. I know. Just tell me um, your overall experience with it. Yes, yeah, so I obviously left Censor feeling a little bit confused, but of course, talking to yourself um, and really discussing it, I think it's the sort of movie that needs to be talked about and needs to be yes. discussed and analysed. And I like that for it. It's not snobbish in its approach. It's clever. It knows what it is. It's original. Um, yes, it can, you know, as you said, but it can be a bit long at the tooth and mm-hmm. maybe it might just take a bit too long to get in there. 
but I think overall I think it's a good film that I will need to watch again so I think when it comes to an axe wound or two mm-hmm. I think I would probably give it a six axe wounds out of ten just because as it says strong it's, yeah it's good I like it not what I would put down perhaps as my perfect picture but I would definitely <laughs> watch it again yeah, yeah no I'm with you well, on that. I mean, how do you think? my overall is that it's weird as fuck, which <laughs> I like. It is it's such like a little weirdo of a film. Um, there's some really cool scenes. Um, I really like the style in which it's shot, like the mm-hmm. stuff that they use. Yep. Like it's it's just yeah, it's really well done. Um, again, uh, hats off to another Brit flick just hitting it out of the park. I mean, we just we just know how to do it. I'm sorry, we just do. We know cinematography. We know how to do all that Correct. shebang. Um, but does it, horror movies so good babe. but again it was I mean when I say dark I mean it's dark as in like not like not the content even though the content is dark but the way, the, the way it's shot is dark the colours are dark it's, it's yeah, a dark yeah. film you know, you know it's not whereas with American horror films even like even the likes to say Halloween they're very airy fairy there's, there's, so there's like a li- there's like a light bright sheen even when it's supposed to be like pitch black it's like a it's it's like pitch black but with uh, a light on you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah. not like where British horror's got that quintessential British grind to it that grit yes. that, that those like brown greys those you know like um that red brick colour of like you know like a Manchester house it's all that sort of earth tone exactly um, and I'm and I'm still I'm still unsure hello baby yeah he's giving me some loving oh, baby. Good. um <laughs> Is getting fresh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still a little bit unsure exactly what I watched. So I feel like it, mm-hmm. it, it may need a second watch. I don't know if I'm going to rush to watch it, but that's not oh, no, that's, that's not um that's not because I didn't like it or anything against the film. I'm just not you know I'm not rushing to watch it a second time because it's like it's it's a mood. It's definitely a mood film. You have mm-hmm. to be in the right headspace. Um, definitely don't watch it hungover because it's not. That's not the tea. Um, um, and I agree with you, Axe Wound Wise, a good, a strong six out of ten. I really do think um, that's what it is. And, and as you said, I mean, I will watch it again, but probably not within the next couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a something. Um, yeah. And it's not like, a, oh, I'm going to flick something on, have a nice chill day. Let's put it on sensor. No. Yeah, because it's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not something you can easily follow. You have to sort of like pay attention. Yeah, and, you have to be, um, I think, I think with sensor, if the moment you dip out of it, you like that's it, game over. You must just turn it off because there's no point trying to get back. You can't dip in and out of that or get back in. Like you know how like with say for example now, now that I've even though like Scream and Scream franchise is my my favorite, you know when I put it on now, there are moments where you can dip in and out, but you know what's you can hit, you can you can you know ride along because you know you know what's happening we you can know follow every it. single word and every single yeah. but it's like but, but also it's the same with like halloween like i can put that on and you know if i'm like i can be on my phone for a bit but i'm still in the zone and i can come back and dip it back into it because it's not sort of like um it's not complicated you know do you know what i mean it's it's very like it's a simple slasher it's got it's, it's got some great moments but you know on paper it's simple it's not hard to follow mm-hmm. you know what i mean whereas yeah. this is like it's artsy it's 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 hard to follow at the best of times when you're of a clear sound mind but when <laughs> if you're when like you're hungover as fuck 
Yeah, or if you get like a text, if you if you're in the middle of texting someone, you you've missed like a good chunk. That's it, game over. You're done. Like it's over. Which happened to me? It was when she was in the the office with the sleazy producer, and no joke, I looked down at my phone and I heard the, and I looked up, and he had a trophy coming out of his mouth, and I was like, <laughs> what happened? I was like. Nothing has happened yeah. in the past hour, yeah. and I look at my phone once, and he's got a trophy through his chin. I was like, "Rewind." I mean, that's sad slow for you, isn't it? But um, you know, before we do go, I do have to want to quickly touch upon the fact that um, Black Summer has come back into our lives. I've only watched now, like before you, before you, I've only watched the first episode. Um, however, I just finished it today. I literally right. just so yeah, I took my so- time. I took my time watching it. I uh yeah I only watched the first episode I mean I mean I'm I'm definitely obviously I'm going back into it it was great I loved every moment of it and I forgot but I was excited that I forgot how like how choppy it is and it doesn't follow like it doesn't follow like a smooth way of of, of storytelling it's, it's like segments it's, and yeah, like and I, I really really enjoy that about it it's very chaotic but like in a good way because if you think about it like a zombie apocalypse is extremely chaotic so why wouldn't the filming of one be extremely chaotic but like that whole scene where the guy's driving and he's got the zombie on top of the car I, I was I was so my heart was like pumping I was that, loving it and that it was, was proper um that was proper like open and scream sort of shit like let's bring a character back from the first season yeah um and fuck him up and yeah and I was like ah but um I think that it would be good for us maybe potentially to do an episode on season two of Black Summer because I just finished it and I think it would be really interesting to talk about because it is a different beast to the first season. Yeah. Um, you take that as what you will. Um, but yeah, it's it's different. Do you um without excuse me, without giving any ways any spoilers, do you think it's a better season than season one? Um, I don't. Right, okay. Simply because, um, I'm not giving anything away, but this season is more focused on humans and how they have won what they have become. Yeah. Um, while the first one was like just such an authentically chaotic zombie series that it was yeah. about nothing other than really zombies. And I like that. There was something weirdly refreshing because, you know, nowadays zombies just aren't good enough so it needs to be about everything else while black summer it, was like zombies that is that um so season yeah. two or human sort of but it, but it kind of makes sense because you do have to sort of like see that part of it you know of sort course, the aftermath of the initial like you know you know mm-hmm. fuckery and buffoonery and then what happens after after that point and how people do adapt um whereas like you know with um the walking dead it was like three seasons back to back of just the humans being like shitty people and it's like that's this it, is really it. this is really boring like you and, like and you can kind of see how after just finishing the second season today i can see what they're doing so the first season as you said the zombie apocalypse has just started it's all about the zombies the second season is like six months in and it's all about the humans. And I can see that I imagine the next season will be a different approach. So yeah. I see what they're doing. They're literally spelling out like different stages of how zombie apocalypse would sort of go. And I like that. And I hope there's more seasons. Yeah. And it definitely, uh, it's definitely refreshing to see like zombies in the snow and like how that, because because the only oh, other one I could think of is... Um... Dead snow. Yes, and what's the other one? Is it 30 Days of Night? 
30 days a night. Are yeah, they vampire? Um, are they vampires they're, or zombies? They're vampires, but are they? Well, it's the same. It's kind of say it's the same sort yeah, of like yeah. situation. It's not. They're not. I, I know they're not the same uh, vampires and zombies. So don't at me. I mean, like the <laughs> how they how like how it, how they all is and how they all are. It's kind of like quite similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that really interesting how like they've incorporated like the snow and the winter aspect into. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, I will say, I. The, the first season ends in such like a cliffhanger yeah. that I don't like how they jump six months in the future. I kind of wanted a bit of like a, I want to know how you got from there to here. Yeah. But as you said, it's the it's it's the chaos, or it's the chaotic nature of the show that that's the way it is. You ain't going to find out everything. If someone runs away in the distance, you might not see them again, maybe for the whole season or for like five or six episodes. You know, you just might not know what happened because that's the nature of the zombie apocalypse. Like that's just gonna happen. So I like exactly. That. And I I really enjoyed the fact that like they'll just have like a random scene where someone's just doing something really random, and you kind of think that has no sort of like relevance to what's going on, and then it'll just kind of come back around. You you kind of know in the back of your mind that that's that's gonna come back around some point later. Like there'd be a reason why we got a scene of that person like on their own doing that thing because there'll be a sort of like a loop or a link somewhere in the series, you know what I mean? Cause like in the, in the first one you got, there was the scene where you, you were like, you were with, what's the, you were with, um, what's her name? Jamie King. Like she was in like yeah. the forefront um, and you saw like, but you saw like in the Rose? background. Yeah. But you saw like in the background, like someone was like being like a girl was being attacked or like a guy was being attacked by a girl zombie. And then it sort of like looped back around and you saw it from the other side of that, you know? And so I, I like that they do that a lot. That's stellar. And I rewatched season one before yeah. season three, so I could be caught up. And episode one of Black Summer is lethal. How the zombie that chases people, as you said, it does complete full loop. You end up following the zombie and then end up following the person that was then chased by the zombie and i'm like how could you even write that that my brain couldn't even like i'm like what comes first the chicken or the egg you know it's very that <laughs> they've they've done a really good job at like sort of yeah. like you know breathing some life into the the zombie genre because we have been oversaturated by the likes of the walking dead the walking and the fear dead, of the I walking dead I, and then what's the other spinoff there's the fear um, of the walking towards, dead and there's beyond yeah i think yeah. the walking dead the Walking Dead sort of re revigorated the is that even a word? Yeah, yeah, revigorated, revitalized the zombie genre, especially for TV. The Walking Dead changed the face of horror TV and allowed a lot more horror shows to come out, which is ironic because The Walking Dead is the, like nearly the final nail in the coffin of that very genre. Now, yeah. Black Summer has come along. And the first season doesn't really get much attention, but the season, like the reviews are banging. Like it's, it was like top 10 on Netflix, which the first season wasn't. But so I feel like, where were, you, like, where were you for the first season? Because the first season was like off the chain. So like, off the where, chain. like you cut like the critics that coming out now and like out the woodworks, don't think so. Like you should yeah. like go back and give the first season its dues because that was absolute banging season. Yeah, and that's that. And everyone's saying, use everyone is sleeping on Black Summer. Why is nobody watching Black Summer? But it's now top 10 on Netflix, which means people are copping on, which means I think a season three will come. Let the good times roll because that show is the ooh, the ah, and all the sensation. I mean, as long as they keep, as long as they, you know, have 
those ideas keep it coming and they have freshness every time back around i say keep going until you're blue in the face but don't uh, don't give us don't too much mm-hmm. yeah 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 don't do a, a, a walking dead situation where it's yeah. like don't do a walking dead don't do like an american horror story you know what i'm saying don't do like stuff that felt so amazing and now you're like oh there's a new season oh, i suppose i better watch it you know you don't want it to be like that i want black summer to be like an event but i don't want to have to wait two years yeah. for another goddamn season because that was painful it was like well out. pandemic's fault wasn't it oh yeah true or was it dum, dum, dum. <laughs> <laughs> so extra i love that. uh uh well on that note uh please do go and follow us on instagram at spelling gods podcast Follow us on Twitter at Gets Pod. Find us on Facebook at Gets Podcast. Uh, send us a cheeky little email at Gets Podcast at Outlook.com. You always look at me like I'm going to put that up. <laughs> I see your face. And please do like, subscribe, uh, leave a review because all that good stuff helps. Mm. Um, if you like yeah. us so much, get us sing. That'd be nice. Get more people listening to this. Why not? Yeah, props to your mama. (laughs) (laughs) Props to your mama. (laughs) Well, after that, it's the only thing left is... um, Say goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,